0: Concepts and theoretical frameworks. Before you curl up into the fetal position again and start rocking back and forth to soothe yourself, just hear me out. I'm going to use my own experience to communicate to you the whole thing behind conceptual frameworks and theory. Okay, so here we go. The purpose of a concept is to provide a frame for what is and what is not under consideration. The goal is to narrow the focus in order to disambiguate. Much like the preparation of the capstone uh, paper and the development of a concept, they are iterative processes, meaning you will continue to repeat and go over and rehash until you really define. Uh, what it is you're looking to study, and the goal is to focus the theory of causation. So conceptual models serve to guide the development that can further be used to derive knowledge and categorize discoveries. That is to say, what category does your knowledge or your application fit into? A concept is a linguistic representation describing an experience. What word picture can you build? The unique perspective provided through a concept indicates the type of knowledge specific to a discipline. And that's where a lot of the semantical hair-splitting occurs between should we pick a non-nursing concept or theory versus a nursing concept or theory? And can we and can't we? And Nonetheless, you pick what works. The theory I chose was Diffusion of Innovations by Rogers. You may have heard of it. Um, The reason I chose it is because I was going to implement a new innovation, and you'll see how Rogers describes the different concepts within his theory and then how I applied them to my own work. So, the diffusion of innovation was a five-stage-based model with four key concepts. They were innovation, communication channels, time, and social systems. And the word technology for the purpose of this um, theory or at innovation, they are used synonymously. And by them, he means specifically designed for an instrumental action, which reduces the uncertainty in a cause and effect relationship involved in achieving a desired outcome. And technology is uh, either software or hardware, as he defined it. Now, the adoption means the decision to fully use the innovation as a best course of action. And if you reject, that means you have decided to not adopt. Now you can see as he goes through the different parts of his theory, it defines each word that is important to the concept. Diffusion is the process in which an innovation is communicated through certain channels over time among members of a specific social system. And an innovation can either be an idea or a practice, Um, and in order to be new, it doesn't have to be new, it just has to be perceived as new. So my tool that I was implementing was the Canadian CT head rule. It is not new, it's been around since the early 90s, it's used widely in different areas, but it was new to the environment in which I was proposing to uh, implement Also, one of the primary barriers that inhibits adoption of innovation is uncertainty. So how does he define uncertainty? Well, uncertainty is defined as the consequence that occurs in an individual or social system as a result of the adoption or rejection of the innovation. So essentially, you're going through and really clearly defining what you mean by what you say. What is communication? Well, communication is the process in which participants create and share information with one another in order to reach a mutual understanding. And the channel is the means of communication. So diffusion is a form of communication. Uh, It's a very social process that involves interpersonal communication and relationships. There are five stages that he identifies with respect to adoption. He categorizes the five groups of people as innovators, early adopters, early majority adopters, and late majority adopters and laggards. And then he goes on to give characteristics of who may constitute membership in the previously defined five groups. So for example, he'll say innovators include venturesome people that try new things, able to cope with unsuccessful innovations. They're more comfortable with uncertainty and usually possess complex technical knowledge. So if you can identify with that group, you are considered to be an innovator. Characteristics of early adopters include, these are leaders in social systems. Leaders, um, they're seen as uh, members who give advice. They are the role model type. They develop interpersonal networks. They help reduce uncertainty in social systems. These are the characteristics of the early adopters. Um, Early adopters, the ones that put their stamp of approval on a new idea. And then you go on to the early majority. And these are people with strong interpersonal networks, less likely than the leadership role. Uh, They are deliberate in adopting innovation. Typically, they don't do it first or last. Uh, They are more contemplative than the innovator or the early adopter. And what about the late majority adopters? Well, this group makes up about a third of the population, usually within a social system, who are known to hold out until a majority of their peers have adopted the innovation. Other characteristics of this group include uh, conformity to adoption motivated by economic necessity and peer pressure. This group is most persuaded by close interpersonal relationships. And laggards, finally, these are the traditional skeptics, and they regard innovations with small uh, interpersonal networks. They typically are not in leadership roles. They lack awareness of innovations, and they are typically uh, very long deciders. And then uh, the primary difference between early adopters, which are the innovators, early adopters, early majority, and the late adopters, which are the late majority and laggards, is usually a socioeconomic distinction, so personal variables and communication behaviors, uh, with a positive regard toward those that prefer the innovation. So why is that helpful? Well, when implementing a clinical decision support tool in my cultural environment, It would be helpful if I could identify which people to target first so that I can have better uptake of the technology. There's a better chance of implementing it. So if I go to the top thought leader in my area and they buy in, well, then likely they're going to influence the public opinion beneath them and then they will buy in and hopefully this will gain critical mass and momentum so that it will be a successful implementation. See, we may cut ourselves short and say this tool doesn't work because the implementation was not successful. So what we wanna do is give it every possible chance to be successful. So that we can say, yes, this works in this area, or no, it does not work in this area. And that is where the uh, impetus for new research develops. So in disseminating the clinical decision support tool, it becomes important to identify who the key thought leaders are in the various departments throughout the institution. These thought leaders can be stratified according to the characteristics that I'd mentioned in the previous uh, five. And it'll be important to identify what their incentives are for the various shareholders with respect to adopting a new standard of practice. So for example, a department head may be concerned with length of stay and departmental finances. An academic dean or a clinical instructor may be concerned with teaching diagnostic reasoning skills and applying evidence-based practice. Nursing leadership may be concerned with patient satisfaction scores and quality outcomes. The doctor actually on call overnight is, uh, looking for an evidence-based decision tool to help evaluate the patient with minor head injuries with very little expended effort because they want to get back to sleeping in the call room. So what the concept does is it helps you articulate what it is you want to study, how you want to study it, and the study could be an implementation or dissemination. And what are some barriers or opportunities that you need to consider along the way? So do not blow over the chapter with respect to concepts and theories. It will be very important as you go forward.